This week's episode of the Cloudcast is brought to you by Intel Cloud for All, driving the creation of thousands of clouds. Cloudcast Media presents from the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina. This is the Cloudcast with Aaron Delb and Brian Gracely, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world. Good morning, good evening, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Cloudcast. We're coming to you live from DockerCon here in Barcelona. First of all, a huge thanks to the Docker folks for having us as a media sponsor for the show. Today we have uh, Kit Kit Colbert, GM of Cloud Native Applications at VMware. Kit, how you doing, man? I'm good. good. So, so first of all, before we dig into all the the lower level stuff, tell everyone a little bit about what cloud native applications means to you and <laughs> VMware because that's become a, yes. a, you know yet another buzzword it's a buzzword <laughs> i know well first off thanks so much for having me absolutely I'm excited to be here um yeah you know we kind of use it as a uh, cloud native apps as a as a grab as a catch all grab bag right for the many different technologies and processes that surround next generation applications um so obviously docker and linux containers are at the core of that but we also go toward um, application architectures like microservices and development processes, uh, CI/CD, or even DevOps. And so, really, our focus is how we can help our customers to embrace all of these changes that are happening and provide them some infrastructure products to really help uh, grease the wheels as much as possible. Well, that makes sense, and, it, and that helps frame kind of my, my first question here. I kind of grew up in, in VMware vir- virtualization and, yep. and, the, and the ecosystem associated with that. Um, as you speak to existing VMware customers mm-hmm. about this transition mm-hmm. that's kind of going on in our industry to cloud-native applications, um, well, first of all, how have the discussions been going? Um, and because at the end of the day, it's a, it's a very different audience. Typically, yeah. is is it is it a little bit of education? Is it a little bit of making light bulbs go off and then digging deep? Like, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely it's a bit of all of that. So, I think your first point is absolutely a journey. First of all, and I think a lot of customers are starting to see the necessity of doing that, that, um, really, you know, a lot of them view it from a competitive pressure. So it's sort of scenario that digital experiences are what are defining a lot of the ways that businesses engage with, uh, consumers and customers nowadays. Right. And then if you're not able to make that transition and have a great digital experience, then you're at a competitive disadvantage. And so, so we actually see it in a number of different ways, right? We see, the traditional narrative is that developers are embracing these technologies and then pounding on IT ops to support them uh, running in production. We certainly see that. Uh, we also see actually the opposite as well, where IT ops is like, oh, this Docker stuff is awesome. Developers, you guys should really use this. And the developers are like, well, you know, they right. don't get it yet, you know, that sort of thing. So <laughs> sure. we, see it, we see it going both directions for sure. Um, but by and large, you know, I think a lot of what people are trying to do is wrap their heads around um, a number of things. A, the, you know, from an from an ops standpoint, the operational challenges of running this stuff in production. How do you monitor it for performance? Um, how do you ensure these things are in compliance? Uh, that are they're secure? You know, there's a whole set of processes that they and requirements they have, and so how do they do that? Yep. Um, but then I think the second thing they're really wrestling with is 
<clears throat> from an end-to-end perspective, you know, the sort of organizational and cult- cultural changes that are really necessary uh, to fully embrace these sorts of next-generation processes, those things are really hard. Yeah, no, it makes sense. So so let's kind of dig into the, the, the product portfolio for a little bit then. Sure. Give us... Give us the basics of how VMware integrated containers align with the, the various Docker elements, you know, sure. whether that's Swarm, Machine, etc. Yep. Yeah, so we announced vSphere integrated containers um, back at VMworld this year, so f- a few months ago. And um, the basic premise of it is that it allows you to extend uh, your existing data center infrastructure of vSphere, um, which is, of course, VM-based, to support containers in a first-class sort of native way. What that means is that anything you can do, uh, any tools that you have that work for VMs or anything you can do to VMs, you can now apply those same things to containers. And, and so the idea is just kind of just works out of the box. So the way that vSphere integrated containers actually works is by exposing a Docker API. We're actually running a Docker engine uh, uh, okay. inside of VM and vSphere. Sure. And so... Um, what we're doing is kind of, I mean, I, I can, there's a long technical detail here on how this all works, but effectively what we're doing is virtualizing the Docker host. And so rather than the Docker host being a single virtual machine or a single physical machine like it is today, a Docker host is now essentially an abstract set of resources that happens to be backed by multiple virtual machines. And, um, and so, there's a number of benefits, operational benefits and so forth that makes, allows the Docker model to integrate very cleanly with vSphere and with, you know, these existing processes that our customers have. Um, but the upside of it is that the northbound interface is Docker, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, things like Docker Swarm or Docker Compose, uh, generally speaking, just work with that interface. Uh, you know, technologies like Kubernetes, uh, more or less should just work. Although I think Kubernetes uses more than just, uh, the standard Docker APIs. So for instance, they use, uh, things like C advisor and other sorts of, I think they, uh, also mo- modify the, um, they do some of the networking via direct Linux syscall. So there's some of these things that we're going to have to work with them on. But, uh, generally speaking, the point of it is that, you know, there's a Docker interface and that users of that interface can't really tell whether it's, uh, kind of this virtual container host that's running inside of vSphere or just a normal Docker host. And that's yeah. kind of the point. The point is that, for developers, you know, the CI/CD system, whatever it is, they can just make the traditional Docker calls, Docker run, etc., and it works just as well in this model as it does uh, any other way. And But the benefit is that uh, in this model, the IT ops side is able to leverage all their existing tooling to apply to those containers running in production. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's funny here, too, because you hear it's, it's like which ones come first at times because there have been, uh, I forget who it is, but there's a, another... Um, down on the down on the show floor, there's a mm-hmm. vendor that they're they're advertising, you know, VMs inside inside containers and and oh, really? <laughs> containers inside VMs. Okay. You know, it's like okay, okay, this is getting really Inception like <laughs> at times. Yeah. Um, so so the Docker tools really tend to be kind of a, a natural fit for developers, and, mm-hmm. and VMware, um, at least in my experience, has always been a, just a great fit for the operations mm-hmm. side of the house. Um, mm-hmm. So are people starting to understand where and how they should integrate versus keeping some functions separate? Well, I think there's a few different parts to that. I mean, you're right. So, you know, we've been mostly focused on operations throughout our, our lifetime uh, as a company. And I think one of the things we're doing now is trying to expand that to, to engage more with developers. Um, 
you know, as I said uh, earlier, our focus is very much on the infrastructure side. You know, we're not trying to replicate the application level functionalities of, of a, say, a Kubernetes mm-hmm. or a Cloud Foundry or a Docker Swarm, right? These guys do them great, so, you know, we support that. Um, but, uh, you know, our view is really how do we uh, provide the right infrastructure for that? So, so in that uh, model, you know, we are... Um, uh, making sure that you know, the right APIs are there, that the right ways of engaging with these things are there. Uh, so to just to really simplify the developer experience and workflow. Sure. Um, now, in terms of um, operational models, again, there, you know, with vSphere integrated containers, we're really trying to keep a, a consistent operational model. But then we have this other uh, product we announced called Photon Platform, which is actually a greenfield infrastructure stack. And its goal is actually designed for these more DevOps-style ops models, which are very, very different from a traditional IT ops model. Yep. Um, so... You know, I think we're trying to offer customers two paths, the kind of the evolution path mm-hmm. where you can take what you have and extend it and the revolution path where it's totally greenfield and, right. and very different. Yes. Right? And it could it could be evolution, revolution. It could also be kind of a, a, a crawl walk mentality yeah, too. absolutely. Your existing operation folks probably already has a very low lift yes. to go learn how to to do the, you know, VMware operations that they're already doing today and mm-hmm. just integrating Docker you know, containers into it versus the greenfield approach. Yeah. And so we see, you know, different customers at different places, right? So by far the majority of customers, I mean, first of all, the whole space is still very new, right? There's a lot of excitement, but you know, a lot of folks are still trying to wrap their heads around it. Uh, The application teams are just starting to leverage, you know, Docker and so forth. And so, um, for most folks, they are like, you know, we're kind of dipping our toes in the water. We're going to start slow. And so there, again, vSphere integrated containers model is very simple for them because they can extend. That being said, we do have a number of customers who are um, heavily into containers and microservice architectures. You know, they have mature cloud-native architectures in their apps. And so they're kind of ready to go. They're like, you know, we want this stuff yesterday, right? Sure. Um, so we do, we do see a little bit of both. Yeah. You know, the way I kind of distinguish it, by the way, is if you look at any of the web scale giants like Google, Twitter, Facebook, Netflix, etc., they essentially have two sides of the house. They kind of have the uh, the dot uh, com side, and then the more traditional IT side. And so, the dot com side has, of course, very specialized, high scale, fully automated type of operational models, uh, whereas the IT side has a more traditional aspect to it. And so, I think that kind of captures in some sense, the distinction between vSphere integrated containers uh, and the more traditional model and Photon Platform, which is aimed for more of this DevOps model. That's that's a great way to look at it, absolutely. Now, so you mentioned Kubernetes and some of these others earlier. What's VMware's plans around schedulers like Mm -hmm. Kubernetes or Mesos? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, as I said, I think that uh, these guys are doing a great job. (laughs) Right. And and there's a lot of them as well, right? I mean, multiple schedulers on top of Mesos. You've got uh, Kubernetes. You've got Docker Swarm. You've got Cloud Foundry. You've got a lot of these different uh, efforts out there. So I think our view is that we're not, you know, we don't want to try and you know, we don't, we don't really want to jump in the fray because there's enough innovation happening there. What our point of view is, and I think where we've been successful in the past, is providing a common infrastructure platform to run all of these things. Uh, you know, our point of view is that 
much like you have, you know, we saw the proliferation of the J2EE space between WebLogic and WebSphere, yep. JBoss and Spring and, and so forth. And pretty much every company has all of them <laughs> in some shape or form. <laughs> right. I think we're going to see similar uh, effects happening in the cloud native space. You know, one team will choose Kubernetes, a different team will choose Docker Swarm, a third team will choose uh, Marathon you know, or what have you, right? And so really what, what we want to be able to provide is a common way for developers to get access to infrastructure in a very streamlined way, as well as a common way for IT ops to actually operate that. So whether you're running a big data workload or Kubernetes workload, you know, IT can have a common way of, of really managing that. I think that's one of the, the values that we've had with vSphere, and we want to actually extend that even with things like Photon. Perfect. Makes sense. All right. So we're out of time uh, for today. Um, Kit, where can everyone find out more about yourself or what you have sure. going on with the Cloud Native Apps team? Yeah, so um, a couple of different ways. To, so, you know, follow us on Twitter or at Cloud Native Apps. Uh, we've also been uh, open sourcing some of the technologies we're working on. So, for instance, um, Within Photon Platform, there's a component called Photon Controller that we just open sourced today, actually. So vmware.github.io is another place to go to check out uh, all our open source components and uh, to see what we're up to there. Fantastic. All right. Well, Kit, thank you very much for your time today. Yeah, thank you so much. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you for listening to The Cloudcast. Please visit thecloudcast.net to find more shows, show notes, videos, and everything social media. 